Brainstorming and pitching ideas is the funnest part of the creative process. We decided to skip the boring part of actually making stuff and just do the fun part. I'm comedian Tom Walma. I'm Dave Welfare. I'm Justin Sakarica. And this is Creativity Wasted. I've been sort of obsessed with like the tiny house movement and like um, living cheaply. And there's another thing that I've been seeing like on house shows is like um, rich people houses where there's no normal walls. Like all of the walls are glass. So it's like an almost completely glass house. Have you seen any of those on TV? I've seen the tiny houses, but I haven't seen like the glass walls yet. I don't Yeah, the, the glass walls sound terrible, dude. Well, the idea most of the time they're like way out in nature. So it's not like you have a neighbor like right next door. It's not like in a city. What's well, even so worse? I... Could be a bear out there watching you <sighs> masturbate. Well, like Ferris Bueller's uh, friend's parents' house where they kept the Corvette. <laughs> Like yeah, the window everywhere. Yeah, they had glass all around, right? Because yeah. he drove the car through it. Yeah. Right. So, um, one of my ideas for the podcast, in addition to the normal tiny house, I wanted to be able to wheel in in and out most of your stuff using robots, and then store it in like a neighborhood factory type storage warehouse, so you could have the same amount of crap. It just wouldn't be stored in your house all at once, and it would do your laundry for you and just to farther reduce the amount of stuff you have. And then from there, I thought, well, maybe you don't even need like plumbing and electricity. Like you could wheel in a toilet with like two tanks, one before you flush and then one after you flush, you wheel it out and then they take care of it and they clean it before it goes in the next house. And like electronics, like a TV, you could put a battery on the back, wheel it in. It's got like four hours of battery. So you have like a tiny house that's almost empty, maybe whatever decorations you want, like emergency supplies in a corner or a closet somewhere, but mostly it's nearly empty, tiny house, but you've still got a lot of stuff. So that was sort of a previous idea. So I want to combine all three of those ideas, the glass house, the tiny house, and the wheeling things in and out by robots and have like a gazebo and have like glass walls probably not glass but like clear plastic that can like pop in and pop out so it's like uh you wheel in and out everything and you have like these structures that can be like a gazebo or something else without walls this also allows you to be more in touch with nature so if it's warm out, you don't need walls for your house. Plus, if you don't have like electricity in it all the time because you're wheeling everything in and out, you could just move from place to place and like set up these like temporary houses in gazebos. You call it a gozebo because you're on the go. <laughs> gozebo. Gozebo, yeah, yeah. Now, what happens if you're married and you end up having like triplets? Well, I mean, all my wacky housing ideas would be harder with kids, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, but I the idea is, is... You sell two of them to provide a good life for the one, and then you buy more gozebos. Yeah, and, like, the idea is you move around a lot, and you, like, you wouldn't want to be in the middle of winter in Michigan. If you have this system, you can just live in Hawaii or in a Florida, or you can just pop around in the good climate places and 
most of your day-to-day life is like outside of the gazebo like instead of having a house and living most of your day in the house you have these like temporary rooms that you pop on the walls when you go to bed and then you take the, the walls down during the day and you're just living outside you're eating on a picnic table they're wheeling you your stuff you only really need to be inside you only need like a structure to be in when you're like using the toilet or sleeping or if it's cold or there's mosquitoes or something do the robots stay inside the gazebo with you or are they just like yeah we're outside they would move things around yeah i don't know if you'd have like one just sitting there waiting or if you would have it in like a warehouse nearby um but yeah the idea would be why do you need to be inside most of the time if you created like a flexible way of like just getting what you need when you need it, you wouldn't even need a tiny house. You just need like little shelter pods once in a while. And if you created like a standardized size of like panel that you could lift and pop into a gazebo or whatever, you could just live almost like an animal in the woods. (laughs) Is the gazebo portable so you could move this around as you wanted to? Well... I, I mean, once you set it up, it's there. Yeah, some of them, well, I guess they would just be there. Okay. Uh, and you could set up like tent-like ones, like where it's not like a yurt. Okay. Uh, but with like solid glass, yeah. <laughs> plastic, <laughs> those, clear plastic walls, or those big circular tents and everything that are uh, made of canopy with a wood base and everything. They're That's really called really a yurt. Big. Yeah, my daughter. Oh, I used. I used to go to Mystic Lake as a kid, and now my oh, I have okay. a 13-year-old kid, and she goes to Mystic Lake, and they have, uh, for the starters there, little yurts. They have like four or five yurts that they have there, and these things are really, really awesome, and uh, they're canvas, circular living quarters, basically, and okay. you could open up the roof if you wanted to and look at the stars, and it, it was really neat. They didn't have that there when I was a kid, but I would have loved to have stayed in one of them. Yeah, those are kind of a fad right now, the yurts, and Airbnb has them and stuff. I haven't been in one. But my other thought is, like, let's say you want to lay in the sun in Michigan in the winter. You could have, like, a tiny little pod, and you could pop one of the windows on, like, above your suntan chair and, like, wheel in, like, a portable heater with you. So it's like you maybe have a big pod for, like, sleeping at night with a bed. You could have, like, tiny pods for individual other tasks you could have like little like dune buggies vehicles or there's one called the archimodo you could like pop the sides on that so you have like a car that's like open like a dune buggy but then you pop the glass panels on so your whole life you could live like that it could be everything is like open unless you want it to be closed how durable would it be like would it be able to withstand like an assault from a grizzly bear or like a bison in Yellowstone? I don't know. Um, probably not. Oh, yes. <laughs> We'd have to kill all the bears. Well, downside to the plan. To the robots, right? The robots go in there and kill the bears. Yeah, the robots, like, uh, they come with, like, a, a big pile of meat and they chase it away. Or you have the robot shoot the bear and then you get a nice bearskin rug for your gazebo. As a warning to all the other bears, like, don't fuck with me, Yogi. Yeah. So w- one other thing, that, use case that I thought was would be kind of cool. Let's say you have, like, an outdoor festival and you've got, like, a stage 
instead of having like chairs you could give people like uh eight foot by three foot rectangular area and they could build like one of these temporary gazebos there and they could like for a week they could like live in that little spot like when the music's playing they take the walls down and they tuck it underneath them maybe they have like a little underground storage locker there and so it's like a a stage with a bunch of little pods all around it and you just live there for a while and drones would come and give you food and stuff and you could like if you had to take a piss you just um I don't know if that would work. You might have to go to a real bathroom, but put up the the walls. And... A, like, you need to have a robot that's a porta potty. Have like a little robot. They call it like your porta pal, and you just you fucking pee in him, and then he goes off and he dumps it somewhere. But yeah, the idea is these robots are hooked up to the shipping grid, so you don't even have to pack for stuff. You just sort of order it, and within a few hours, like Amazon ships it there, and then the drones take it to wherever you need it to be. Um, yeah, I think that would be so cool to have like a stage that you just live by for a week or two for a bunch of concerts, all your clean clothes, food and drink and mini shower type thing. Everything you need to live comes in by the drones. How big are the robots? (laughs) Well, a tiny robot could kill you (laughs) if that's where you're going. No, back be... on the tiny house thing, though, is the robot strong enough where it, it could? you don't even need the truck? You could just sit in the tiny house and the robot could tow you from place to place? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. The whole thing that inspired all of my ideas about the robots and the tiny houses was a thing I saw in 60 Minutes about Amazon factories. Okay. And they have these robots that wheel stuff around on, like, wooden pallets, and they just... They're like a Roomba with a car jack on top. So they wheel under like a shelf or a pallet and then they lift it up and then they wheel it around. All right. There's an Amazon factory about five minutes away from me in Livonia. If you want, I'll go there and steal one for you, Tom. You can. I would eat. love that. Seriously, I, I know right where it's at. I'll go there. I'll steal one. Like All you got to do is put on a vest and carry a ladder and you can walk into anywhere, dude. I'll walk in there. <laughs> I'll be like, dude, it's defective. I'm taking it back, and I'll fucking steal it for you. you I actually Googled around trying to buy one because uh, I've been like trying to learn how to build some of my stupid ideas from the podcast, and you can't buy them. They bought out the company that makes them. It was called Kiva. They bought it out, and so I can't get one unless you stole it. <laughs> I'll get you one. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. Don't worry, Tom. I'll get you one. You guys want to quick plug anything? I would love to real quick. 20 years ago, uh, I used to work in radio here as a producer, and uh, I was a part of a number one radio show here, the morning show in the Lansing area. And since then, I've moved on, and of course, I'm doing comedy. But uh, the guy, the host of the show, Mojo, uh, he got out of radio about two years ago. And during this quarantine, we've both been itching to get back behind the mic and uh, we started a uh, podcast out there. Uh, it's called the AM Mayhem Podcast with Mojo and Dave. We started on January 1st. We're really hitting our stride right now. We're doing well. So if you're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of those places, just look up the AM Mayhem Podcast. We're going to have our own website here pretty soon. But uh, give it a listen, man. We'd uh, love it. 
give us a message if you want to hear us talk to somebody. Uh, we do have a lot of uh, connections with a lot of cool people, and we have a lot of cool things planned. So, yeah, the AM Mayhem podcast, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Once the world returns to normal, I'll be running my monthly show at Liberty Street Brewing Company in Plymouth, Michigan. I'll be doing my monthly show at the Rusted Crow Distillery in Dearborn Heights. And I'll be doing shows at the Village Theater at Cherry Hill in Canton. I've got a few other theaters I'm talking to as well. So um, hopefully the world returns to normal sooner than later so I can start booking shows again. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening.